Hi everyone, it's so lovely to join you here and I'm kicking off this series that I want to do on conscious coherence by talking to somebody really special who is on the other side of the world and I'd just like to introduce you uh, again for those of you who saw the interviews that we did with Rain Trozzi and his dad Dr Mark Trozzi um, back at the end of May. We're going to just put a link underneath so that you can go back and you can have a look at those videos. But Rain, welcome. Rain is joining me today on this Heart to Heart series to just have a chat to me about the work that he does and about how he managed to jump off the train on the rat race and bring himself back into a more conscious coherence with his uh, his own being his own self and to get on the path that he's on now which i think when you hear about what he's doing and you see the way he lights up and the amount of passion that he talks with you'll understand that he has brought himself to a track that is enabling him to be so much more than he was before so rain welcome and thank you so much for coming back to talk to me thank you for having me melanie so I, this August, I always just take a bit of time um, to, to, to bring in some aspects and some considerations for people so that they can start to look outside of themselves with a slightly different awareness. And so this year, we are going to be looking at conscious coherence. And so coherence, for anyone that doesn't know, comes from a Latin word that is about um, sticking together and uh, and consistency and balance and for me it's all about coming back into balance with yourself with the world around you uh, with the people in your life and then also with the reality that you are trying and wanting to create and so everyone in the world i think that is likely to be um, joining us virtually has been through the challenges of the last few years where it feels like a big hands come out of the sky shaken up all the chess pieces throwing them up into the air and you know if we don't consciously connect some dots and put those chess pieces back on the board in the way that we want to to play the game that we want somebody else is going to do it for us and so my whole point about coming into conscious coherence is the more you come into balance with yourself, the more you can actually hear what is driving you and what you're looking for, and the more you get to put the chess pieces on the table in the way you'd like. So I think that when we spoke before, you spoke with such depth and such wisdom beyond your fairly short, in terms of my life, chronological years. And it just always reminds me that, you know, we, we come with such developed souls and we're not just the beings that are in this physical form. And so I would just, I would just love to talk to you, to hear your wise soul words coming out of your young physical form so that you can tell us a little bit more about your story. I know that you were in Canada and you, you were living with your dad in Canada, weren't you, before um, you really started to make a change. And so when you heard that clarion call to make the change, how, how, did, it, how did it feel for you? Oh, there was, uh, there was a certain amount of excitement. Um, I've lived the last uh, couple of years in, in high school kind of as the, uh, as the school dissident. 
for um for a lot of opinions that i was forming uh and so it was kind of lonely at that point in my life and there was certainly a calling to to do something to help the world because um, even before covid we were falling into a certain tribalization um that's that's a topic i'd love to get into i'd love you to get into that yes please well, I uh, I was watching about a year ago. I was watching a a documentary. I think it was called um, the Warrior Apes, and it was uh, it was documenting a story of a large tribe of gorillas, and they were actually unusually big and and successful in dominating a, a large territory, and uh, and there was great cohesion for the generation that was documented. Um, and in fact, they grew in numbers. They took more territory. As far as gorillas go, they were very successful. Um, but it, on the next generation, because uh, they were so big and so successful that there wasn't really any external threat to them, uh, they started to break into smaller groups again. And they weren't familiar with the other groups within their larger troop. And, you know, what was interesting at the end of the documentary is what was this entire guerrilla society was starting to break apart and to form you know divisions um in its groups and it just made me think like um you know not to compare mankind to apes but there there are some striking similarities when you look at it from the macro perspective um and i think that our society has had it relatively so easy up until covid like you know i i think that um you know with, with rare exception in the western world we've not really had to miss a meal um we haven't had any war threats that could really you know threaten our our sovereignty and, and our stability um we'd really kind of conquered every factor that once threatened our survival and a few generations into this uh you know i know for myself i was wondering you know what's really the point what are we what are we striving for i see i see around you know a lot of people pursuing just raw material wealth as their life goal um but what i also noticed especially before COVID, as a late teenager was kind of a false sense of virtue in pursuit of um values and, and almost creating an artificial problem in one's mind in order to have a common enemy to unite against and so i witnessed all these tribalistic groups of this greater bigger society all breaking into these tribes and all of us you know dividing on things that you know we all established generations ago didn't matter they didn't divide us but now they do and i don't think it's really because there's a problem i just think that people need an external threat to give them purpose and with no real external threats we created our own i i think i think you're right because we've been we've been conditioned from such an early age to look external to ourselves always and to make the external world be what's real and yet the our inner world and i think that you know what we're doing in terms of creator beings our inner world is what's real 
and therefore then we can make a change on the external world. But I agree with you. And I mean, how much do you think that some of that polarity and division has been a construct, a deliberate construct as well? Oh, I, I'd say I'd say just about all of it. But as well, one has to wonder, like, how was it successful if it wasn't playing off of, you know, an internal desire in the individual? Like mm. if, if it was a repulsive uh, doctrine, which when you look at it, it is right. But at the surface, it was drawing on strings, which um, psychologically was very genius or very, you know, devilishly genius at, at pulling us into that game. I, I agree. I've, um, I've written about the fact that the most advanced science that is used at the moment is behavioral science. And uh, it's really, you know, you, 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 re you realize that we're the puppets um and our strings are being pulled and you know that's another reason why i'm wanting to do this series is just to get people to stop and take a breath and think do i want my strings pulled or do i want to be the puppet master for me so you know i, I tell us some of the ways in which you've managed to bring yourself back into coherence with your own life because you you've made such a big change haven't you and you've uh, you've started this incredible organization called over to the youth and i'd love to get on to talking about that as well but um you know for you personally how have you sort of brought yourself back into into balance with your with yourself and uh, and uh, in your own life um if i think of kind of my in, in in brief kind of my journey towards um activating not to put myself in a pedestal in any way, there's so many people that have activated over over the COVID era because, you know, the, the dark forces guard the sacred places and we've been confronted with such darkness that it's really, it's it's awoken the best in, in those that have um, found it in themselves to stand up. So, um, but if I think of where it started for me, you know, there is, there is an element of um, you know, being a rejection from my community mm -hmm. my late community um and then a period of loneliness and then a period of realization of what the criminal COVID enterprise wanted to do to us and to me they wanted to kill me you know they wanted to enslave me they want me in a little cell eating bugs they don't they don't value my freedom i value my freedom mm -hmm. And so, you know, there is this, there's this, there is the realization of, of the, of, of the imminent threat. And then there is almost an automatic reflex of self-respect. No, they're not going to do that to me. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Nobody chooses what goes into my arm. Like, no, I drew the line in, in, in the sand in my own mind. And I said, no, they're not crossing that no matter what. And so there is this period of self-preservation where I was thinking, okay, well, well, the easiest thing to do, or the most logical thing to do would be to, you know, enter a safe haven and try to and try to get away from it. And, you know, like bug in prep, um, survive it, right. Um, but the more I looked at that, the more I realized, no, like, when, when the bad guy comes and takes your neighbor away, you're not going to have a neighbor to stand up for you when you need someone. And so um, initially, just in self-preservation, I realized actually the most uh, 
logical path towards survival in the long term is actually to fight this with everything I have and to help the people around me that are going to fight it with everything they have. And, you know, it wasn't any sense of heroism that drew me to just making a stand in my own way. It, it was at the time, it was just solely self-preservation. It, it was the only logical thing to do if I valued my own life. That's that, that that's remarkable. But the thing is, is that you do value your own life. And I think that's that's the, the thing that's speaking to me so much in your story is that self-love and that self-respect is actually what came to the fore in the end. And, uh, and I know that that's some of the hardest places for some of our young people to reach these days. When I, when I look and see and I talk to friends and they talk about their teenagers and the difficulties that they're all having at the moment, um, two of the qualities that I, I see being the biggest struggle is self-love and self-respect. And I just wondered if you've got anything to, to say that may be helpful to people who either are young teenagers or have young teenagers about um, how to help them get to that point of realization? Well, uh, I'd, be, I'd be speaking out about things I don't fully understand. I, I don't really, if I'm just being honest, I don't, I don't live in a state of self-love. Um, but I have reached self-respect. Um, but I think that self-love is something that we all need to pursue. Um, but for me, uh, there's an element of uh, that that comes after a few steps on my journey. And I think that um, at least a part of my tract is having the good internally overcome the evil internally or salvation. And it's a pursuit. It's it's not it's not an accomplishment that I've obtained um, at 21 years old. I I don't expect myself to be that far along the road. But I think self love is is really um, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but I think that maybe it comes it comes later in one's journey when you know you've you've reached a self acceptance. Rain, we're all working towards it. You know. We're all a work in process. It's uh, it's not um, it's not about the destination, is it? It's about the journey. And um, if I uh, if I'd had even you know a pinprick of the wisdom that you've got at twenty one, um, then you know I just I think your journey is going to be miraculous. And um, and I and I love the fact that you know you you are able to just. Uh, you have an uprising within and you follow it you know and so that that's a gift that really is a gift and i i think that there is such wisdom that always comes through when when you speak and i and i do hope that people go back and listen to the conversations that we had back in may because you talk then as well about uh, about this journey that we're all that we're all going through and I agree with you, you know, everyone's at that place where we're still working on self-love. But self-acceptance and self-respect are two of the big hurdles on the way, really, that enable us to come more into balance with ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so, Rain, please tell us a little bit more about Over to the Youth, because what, um, what made you want to set up something like that, like, like Over to the Youth? Well, uh... For for the majority of my involvement um, in in the COVID situation, I, I've really been a background IT assistant to my father, 
Um, and for a while, that was really enough for me. Um, but as time went on, I just like I felt I felt like an unraveling of if I'm just honest, like at the time, for sure, just an egotistical desire to be heard and to be seen. Um, and so the the experience I was having just started hitting me with that, like I couldn't escape it. Um, and it wasn't actually until I, I was uh, talking with a really, really wonderful doctor called Susan. And, um, and we talked for hours and we're playing music together and laughing. Um, but there, there was a turn in the conversation when I got really serious and really close to my heart. She said, uh, she said, Rain, your generation is almost completely unrepresented. Yeah. And, and it hit me. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like I'd never thought of that before. Like I, you know, I see, I see all of these outspoken heroes, doctors, scientists, lawyers, yourself, Dr. Rob Bierkirk. Um, and and yeah, there's there's a missing component, and that's uh, you know, where are the young adults? If, uh, I know, I know. I, I, uh, I've always had this vision, and I and I talk about it is the passing of sectors, you know, and um, and I mean. It's hard for me now because I don't think of myself as the old guard, but we are pretty much the old guard now and we do need to pass on the baton, pass on the scepters. And I just, it, it is so pertinent for me that front and center, part of your logo image is the passing of a baton. And so, you know, your generation, we're, we're leaving it all to you. We need to sort out some of this mess before we hand it over. But absolutely, you need to be represented because um, because you're the future. And I, I loved what you talk about. Um, I, we're going to find a link, uh, hopefully, to uh, your speech that you gave at the Better Way Conference in Bath um, back in May, because I know you talk more about it then. But um, tell me, are other young people stepping up now and sort of understanding that uh, batons need to pass? Um. Yeah, since the Better Way Conference, there's been a certain acceleration in in things. Um, definitely, definitely beautiful new things, uh, beautiful new challenges and and experiences of learning. Um, but yes, over to the youth. Uh, there's there's a lot of really wonderful souls that have gathered into that particular pool of um, of of change seekers. Um, but I've also met. Uh, leaders and members of other youth organizations and it's it's kind of like i was um in this topic and this topic of of young activism mm -hmm. i felt like i was out at sea and there's these big oceans these big ocean waves going up and down like 12 20 feet and um and when you're out at sea and you're going up you know if you're not looking a certain direction you won't see anything that way you'll just see what you see. And, and so much of my focus wasn't on this in the past. But I feel like for the for the first part of this, this, you know, youth activism experience, being at that low in the wave, when the wave pulls down, and it brings you down lower, and you have two waves either side of you, so you really can't see anything. And I, I feel like for the first time, the waves carried me up to a higher perspective of this. And I've gone oh wow there's like there's so many of you guys but um like i definitely see that what we need is 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 some 
continuity to work together maybe to to bring our structures into one because uh there's there's all these pockets of of young people working very hard um but they're they're all kind of on their own they don't have the networks um but i've been brought into this uh into this group chat on telegram with 40 plus leaders youth youth group leaders wow and i'm just i'm just going wow you know this is this is incredible just to see and and let alone to to watch unfold um that is that is so exciting and heartening and it's what we're all doing with our organizations as well as coming together and you know this has been my catch my catch call for the whole of you know 2022 and beyond that this is about the we not the i and really it is about us all coming together and you know the movement you might have us the old guard circling around the top but you guys need to be you know raising up the funnel now and um that is that's wonderful that you're all going to come together hopefully and and do something so we'll have all the details uh, below the video and all the links for people to be able to join and I just hope that we can get this out to more young people as well because I think that a sense of belonging is something that is a deep human need and it doesn't matter what age you are a sense of safety security and belonging and being part of you know a new tribe and um, and feeling that you are a valued member is just is really important of that tribe so um, can you give us just a little bit about what might be what might be coming up if people join do they just subscribe how do they go about it um yeah right now we're definitely in the team building phase uh we have we have a sign up form on the website um but yeah uh, a lot of uh, the group members are are moving in on their callings their heart callings to do um, projects that can express that inner truth they're carrying um, i've seen a lot of members since joining and you know really being surrounded by by um other other individuals which just resonate well with them and um they've been able to just speak what's on their mind really for the first time since covid started like openly just to express themselves um and it's been really beautiful to see everyone coming into their power um i i think there's definitely a long road ahead of us um we're definitely in the early throes of of this project but i hope i hope that this becomes something that even outlives us like just as even just as an idea um because when i when i made the logo um it's it's really designed to be timeless mm. because uh when when a when a young adults handed the baton you know that, that happens that happens many times over history's course but if there's there if there's a series of of poor handlings you know like it's like a relay race but you drop the baton on the floor well that person has to stoop down and start from scratch and go um i feel like i feel like it's a it's a challenge that you know as a society we've had much longer than just now i think that um <laughs> probably the phrase oh your generation will fix it i think that's been going around for a long time <laughs> um so yeah i'm just i'm just um i just want to be part of fixing that particular component of of uh of our people 
um, just humbly as as a small piece of that. Uh, that that is that's a beautiful analogy to leave our heart to heart on, because you know we need to actually pass the baton in a way that it can be picked up smoothly and seamlessly as well, and we need our teams on both sides to be standing up consciously and coherently in order to do that. So is there anything else that you'd like to add before I say thank you so much for joining me? Oh, just that it's also the responsibility of the young adults to put our hands out and to accept the baton with grace. It's, uh, it's takes 100% and 100% on both sides to, to succeed in this. It really does. And you may not think that you've got any self-love coming through you yet, but, um, but Rain, that huge heart that you've got and the wisdom that you speak through that heart of yours is going to see you in good stead um, as we go forward. And thank you so much. It's been an amazing heart to heart. I'm so grateful that you agreed to kick off my conscious co coherence and uh, I wanted to say co-creation there that's almost the word that came out so I'm going to put it out there because when we are in balance with ourselves we naturally co-create and it's what we what we're all here to do and so I love the fact that we can work together and uh, I really look forward to seeing over to the youth get bigger and bigger and to see you take your place with all those leaders thank you so much Thank you, Melody. I'm, I'm grateful and honored that you invited me to be your guest today.